Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Arsenal Agenda series. Joining you Monday to Friday to discuss all things Arsenal and specifically during this process right now, the transfer window in quite a lot of detail. I'm joined by Bailey. How you doing, mate? You good? You well? Yeah, I'm good as always, TC. How are you, mate? Yeah, not bad. Well rested. When I was looking at the road, I was like, oh, i got Sunday off. And then I looked again. I was like, I've got Monday off as well. It's double days. Absolutely <laughs> loving life. Chris, you returned from your holiday. How was it? Was it good? Yeah, it was good. Thank you, mate. Yeah. Um, chilled, chilled week off. Um, I thought I, initially I was going to miss a lot of uh, things on the Arsenal front. But, um, you know, in typical Arsenal fashion, we, we drag things on, um, make the... The, the fans wait. Um, so, uh, yeah, obviously, first day back yesterday and we announced Jesus. So, yeah, exciting, exciting day yesterday. And um, I, I would like to think we're not done there. I mean, if we are done there, it's going to be words <laughs> because, you know, there's a lot more that we need to do. Um, specifically, in the versatile defensive uh, position, which is where we start today's discussion around Lissandro Martinez, this is the story that just keeps on ticking over. You know, the Athletic reported that a meeting would take place between Arsenal and Ajax this week. On the Man United side of things, I mean, from the way that Man United content creators are talking about it, it's almost like they think it's done at this stage, which it certainly isn't. You know, the, the situation is remains open. Both Man United and Arsenal are willing to offer a certain figure that has, for the latest report, seemingly matched each other at around 45 million euros. Ajax will continue, I think, to hold out for 50 million. They have no reason to not hold out for that amount of money. And it's just going to be a case of waiting to see who pays it. I'm sure as soon as one pays it, probably the other will match it. And then it'll be a case of Martinez choosing the situation. So, Bailey, with where we sit here and now, how do you see this one playing out? I'm not confident. I'm not going to lie to you simply because Why? they have Why? they have Eric Tenhard. They have the advantage point. They have a previous manager of uh, Lissandro Martinez. We saw how it worked with Arsenal signing Gabriel Jesus. When Gabriel Jesus mentioned how important it was to have Arteta in the door and he believes in a project, and I'm sure Eric Ten Hag has done exactly the same with, with Lissandro Martinez or can do exactly the same with Lissandro Martinez. I think that's why it does worry me the fact that Arsenal haven't also, they were the club to initially show interest first and would have liked us to just fought, fought and got the door over the line. But at the moment, if reports are to be believed, then United are the front runners, and I think it's clear. It's clear to see why, because they have Eric Ten Hag, of course. They're building Eric Ten Hag's probably sold a project where similar to Ajax. And if Lissandro Martinez is coming from a different league, it might be easier for him to adapt if he knows certain old faces. Of course, it's easier for South American players. When me and Umar done our show with um, Roy Neymar, uh, the Argentina mm. uh, national team uh, journalist, he did say South American players seem to struggle when they come to England because when they go into a team, they haven't got regular faces they're used to. Have. They haven't got people they can usually communicate with. Right now, I know Arsenal have the South American contingent that they're creating, but it's much different when you're with an old manager who knows your game inside and out. And that does, And that is the reason why... It does worry me. So I'd say I see why Manchester United are the front runners and I see why the content creators are are big United up to signing because I also believe that also, unfortunately. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Ten Hag is obviously going to be a huge part of that. I don't know what it was. I saw some weird rumours flying about that maybe their relationship wasn't amazing or like but I don't know how real they are Chris obviously Arsenal I said that Arteta's ideas have been really appealing to to Martinez and he likes kind of what Arsenal have got for him we also see him more as a left back supposedly than a centre-back whereas Man United are looking him to play more as a centre-back in which he would have to compete with you know uh, Maguire, Rafa Varane, Lindelof the players that are already there 
Uh, whereas at Arsenal, of course, you're competing with Tierney and, and Gabriel Magalhaes for those two positions in defence. Where do you kind of see this one playing at the moment? Um, well, I mean, yeah, I can see where Bailey's coming from with the Eric Ten Hag, you know, side of things. Obviously, that will play um, a, a role uh, in some form. In both of them know each other well; they've worked together before. Um, and as Bailey also mentioned, you know, it's a sort of similar scenario with Arteta and Jesus. And Arteta, again, it, it was a big pull in, in in negotiations to bring Jesus to Arsenal, but at the same time. Um, you know, okay, this might come across as, as being a bit biased. I'm an Arsenal fan, but genuinely, um, if I'm looking at sort of where both clubs are at, the projects, the stability, the ideas and the overall transfer business done so far, then I'm, I'm probably, as the player, leaning more towards Arsenal because of all of those mm. factors. I think we're, we're much more stable as a club at the moment. We've got a clear idea in terms of the project and the way we want to go, the vision. Um, transfer business so far has been impressive and we aren't done just yet. Um, and uh, obviously, I mean, like United, we're both obviously in, in the Europa League. So, I mean, no matter which team you pick, that that, that side of things doesn't really matter. Um and, you know, I think it's encouraging the fact that, um, OK, we've, we've spoken about briefly the, the relationship between Martinez and Eric Ten Hag. But as you rightly mentioned there, TC, the reports have also mentioned the fact that uh, Lissandro likes the, the ideas Mikel Arteta has and his style of play, his ideas for the, the squad and even him as a player. And then, uh, as Bailey said, you've got the, that sort of South American group of players already at the club that can help. Um, Martinez uh, along the way as well. So, I mean, look, well, it's, it seems as if nothing's close at the minute. Still, a lot can happen. I mean, you, you think and look back at the the links between Arsenal and Rafinha. One minute Arsenal are favourites, the next they're not. And obviously, uh, reading what's out there at the moment, it, it seems United are maybe just ahead. But things can change very quickly. We've already seen that that happen in in this window and. Yeah, I mean, it seems the player is ultimately just wanting to join the Premier League. Yeah, at the end of the day, I think he's he'd, he'd be happy if he joins Arsenal. He'd be happy if he joins United. But, you know, again, I, I know this can come across as if I'm being biased as an Arsenal fan. I, I get that. But um, genuinely, if I'm just looking at both clubs at the minute and the way that they are heading and the, the business done so far, um, then uh, I, I think Lissandro should be leaning more towards towards Arsenal. And of course, as you also mentioned there, TC, due to the positions and the, 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 the sort of competition um, the, and the, the different sort of terms, terms of competition that United have got, you mentioned quite a few names there, whereas obviously Lissandro would be competing with just a couple at, at Arsenal. And of course, he'd also have the opportunity to play in that defensive midfield role every so often as well. So, um, mm. yeah, uh, it's clear to me who, who he should be picking, but um, we'll, have, we'll have to wait and see, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we're not biased in any way, shape or form, of course. So uh, <laughs> when it comes down to Martinez, I think it's going to be one that's going to, you know, this this could drag a bit. Um, I think the Ajax will eventually get the money they want, probably from both clubs. And then he'll have to choose. I hope that this is an example of one of those times where we see Arsenal able to convince a player to choose one over the other. Maybe Ronaldo's situation at United shows a little bit of the unrest. Might be worth reading up on Alexis Sanchez's comments from his first training session at United where he wanted to come back to Arsenal immediately. Um, 
there's lots of things. And, you know, Arsenal Twitter and Instagram, you got to do your thing. Keep, you know, pounding the Martinez Instagram page with come to Arsenal. You know, you got to put the work in. We know that it works. We know that it has an impact. So, uh, you know, you guys do what you guys do best. Uh, the Chelsea situation, though, is, is quite an interesting one because, you know, the, I just mentioned there the Ronaldo situation. Of course, Chelsea is said to have an interest in him. Um, and Chelsea, of course, came in for Arsenal's target in Rafinha and agreed a deal with Leeds. But we all know he's wanted to go to, to Barcelona. Uh, that, that sort of thing is interesting to me because Arsenal don't bid for players unless there was kind of a willingness from the player's side to, to, you know, possibly come. So maybe Chelsea just never were in his thoughts as much as what Arsenal and obviously Barcelona were. Uh, so that's going to be an intriguing one. But it seems like since Todd Bowley's come in, Bailey, that Chelsea's measured, planned approach to transfer windows, where they pulled off some surprises like Timo Werner and Havertz, etc., and Golo Kante, of course. You know, these were deals that weren't really being talked about with Chelsea, and then they managed to pull them out of the bag and surprise everybody. It's not seemingly like that's the case at Chelsea right now. Is this a bit of a door opening for Arsenal, do you think, in the market? Yeah, uh, Chelsea are worrying. All they're doing is hijacking other teams' doors. You see, uh, the other day, they're also in for a Carlison out of nowhere, trying to hijack a door last yeah. minute. And Jesus. Like, Did you hear about Jesus. the Jesus? Yeah. What is going on? I think the Ronaldo deal is a terrible, terrible move for Chelsea. I don't think he's a Tuchel player whatsoever. I think Tuchel sold Lukaku because he wasn't offering the work rate and he wasn't giving a team enough outside of goals, which he wasn't even scoring, to be fair. And Ronaldo do exactly the same thing. And I've already seen reports that Tuchel has doubts about Ronaldo's uh, influence uh, among the team. So Topolo still goes out and signs Ronaldo, then that's already creating a drift between the between the owner and the manager. So, so that is worrying. And I've been saying this now for the last couple of weeks. It's almost like Topoli is following the Manchester United structure under the Glazers, where they signed for marketing purposes rather than to actually improve their team. And that's the direction they're going down by being linked to players like Cristiano Ronaldo, Neymar, for example. When they read it, the signings really don't make sense when you look at the we look at the ins and outs of it. And here's a great chance for Arsenal because we are fighting to get back in the Champions League. And at this moment of time, Chelsea's squad, it's not great. It's not great. They've sold Lukaku. They haven't replaced him. Let's not let's not forget they sold Rudiger or they let Rudiger go. They've let Christiansen go without replacing them also. Kante's getting older. He's, he's injury prone. Jorginho's looking like he might be on his way out. So Chelsea have got a big chance window ahead. And if they don't improve their team, they are going to be dragged into this top four race for sure. So... As it stands at the moment, Arsenal have a great opportunity to really take a, take advantage of this transfer window, get your targets in and beat Chelsea to a top four place because at the moment, Hodboli's transfer, his transfer structure is not looking the greatest. I think they need Michael Edwards to come in ASAP and maybe mm -hmm. sort it out because... Yeah, Todd Bowley doesn't know what he's doing at this moment of time. Well, our good friend Umar says Todd Bowley is an awful sporting director. He's going for targets that he has no chance of signing, like Delict, Rafinha and Kunda. I wouldn't necessarily throw Kunda in there. I think that, you know, that Chelsea have been after him for a while, but certainly Rafinha and Delict are players that want to move elsewhere. Delict seemingly prefers a move to Bayern over Chelsea. And we know that Rafinha has a clear preference towards Barcelona. Very interesting indeed. Chris, where do you kind of see this affecting Arsenal? Because we've already seen, you know, Arsenal went for Rafinha this kind of brutish approach from Chelsea into the market has affected that potential move. But is there a door opening for Arsenal that they could start planning more in, in a bit more of a savvy fashion, a bit smarter with their deals? And if Chelsea, say, have a struggling season, it could, you know, allow Arsenal to maybe overtake Chelsea in that manner. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, it's still very early days, but, you know, looking in from the outside and looking at all of the reports doing the rounds, you know, it just doesn't seem as if Chelsea have a clear plan this summer. Um, and they are sort of just um, going for uh, sort of any established name out there um, and, uh, you know, not really taking into account uh, sort of their own project and their own sort of um, sort of the way the players will fit in there. And Cristiano Ronaldo is a good example, as, as Bailey explained. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an interesting situation to to keep an eye on. Obviously, what there's still um, sort of they need still two months left of the the window um, or thereabouts. So, like I say, early days, a lot can still happen. And you know, obviously, they're looking to sign players, and a lot of the players they have been linked with, of course, they're. They're, they're, they're decent players, but obviously how likely they are to, to join Chelsea is, is another is another matter. And the, the other thing to take into account is that sort of any negotiations that seem to have been taking place so far appear to have been going very slowly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously it would be nice, um, obviously as an Arsenal fan, being obviously Chelsea are, are being one of our main London rivals in the league, it would, uh, it would be nice to see them sort of uh, have a bit of a downfall over the next few months. Um, and again, I mean, this is one of the risks that comes with a takeover uh, like this, you know. Obviously, there would have been a clear plan in place for Tuchel this coming summer. Um, and uh, I'm sure those plans would have been implemented, um, f- you know, from some of the members that have now left. Um, some maybe deals were already being worked on behind the scenes. You know, that's part of the Norman football nowadays as you sort of prepare for the market and it's coming up relatively soon. But now, you know, all of those plans have just been thrown up in the air. And uh, yeah, um, you've got a new owner there that's trying to sign the, the players himself, trying to negotiate these deals. I mean, it just can't be uh, sort of a healthy situation, uh, can it? Um, so... I mean, look, like I say, how things will, will end up for Chelsea this summer will, remains to be seen. There's still a long way to go. But the early signs, from a Chelsea fan, the early signs aren't, aren't that encouraging, I don't think. Of course, OK, you could look at it from one side and say, yeah, but at least he's trying. You know, he's clearly looking to to aim high and, and sign these top players. But, um, you know, to do it all by himself and to take a lot of these responsibilities on... It's not going to be easy, and sometimes that can that can go against you. So, um, yeah, not it doesn't seem as if it's a clear plan in place for Chelsea. And of course, later down the line, TC, as you say, that could benefit Arsenal hugely. But um, mm. yeah, one one to keep an eye on for now, and uh, we'll have to see how successful they actually end up being. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, we hope that it falls apart catastrophically. That's what we hope for. Um, but we'll have to wait and see indeed what does end up happening. The final topic before we go into the chat box and take a couple of questions is, of course, the players are travelling on the uh, away for the German tour, the, the training camp in which they will face Nuremberg on Friday. We'll, of course, had lots of reaction to that game and coverage over on Football.London throughout the fixture as well. So you can keep up to date with what's going on. Uh, the question is, is who do you think will shine the most on this short trip out there and in the game against the German side, Bailey? I'm going to go with Reese Nelson <clears throat> because I think this is a big, big summer for him. I think this could literally define his his Arsenal career potentially. He could get back into Mikel Arteta's plans with a successful pre-season or he could be loaned out again and be used as an asset when he eventually does sign a new contract and then he might find it hard to get back into 
Arteta's plans, but if he has a, has a successful preseason, then there's no reason why he can't he can't break into the team. I think there's a chance right now. There's an opportunity. There's a void that needs to be filled with um with Pepe looking like he's going to be on his way out, and that creates space for Reece Nelson. I know I prefer Arsenal to to strengthen that position, of course, but again, it creates space for Reece Nelson to potentially snatch a position and really come into Arteta's plans, especially considering that we are playing in the Europa League next season. So there's a chance for Reece Nelson there to really become an important Arsenal player. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm intrigued with what happens with him this summer because there's so many questions about his future. And with Marquinhos coming in, you know, who plays on both the right and left hand sides, similar age bracket, you know, young, um, how they will compete and work with one another and whether that will force Nelson out, we'll wait and see. But he played quite well, supposedly, against Ipswich the other day. Maybe it will happen again. Chris, who's your pick for the German training camp? Well, I. Uh... Agree with Bailey there. Reese Nelson, great shout. Ended the the season very strong, um, strongly with Ironord. Um, and again, you know, he's he's a player that we know has a lot of potential. He has a lot of quality if his confidence is there. So, yeah, interested to see how he gets on. TC, obviously, you mentioned there, Marquinhos, new arrival this summer. Um, excited to to see how he fits in. Very highly rated in, in Brazil. Um, lots of people say, you know understandably still quite raw at the age of 19 but the potential is there and um you know he has he's proven that so yeah um, be good to keep an eye on him and then just you know sort of the likes of uh, charlie patino amari hutchinson i think they're both two players that, that stand out to, to me anyway from the academy um off the top of my head you know amongst others we were obviously lucky to, enough to have a lot of um young talent coming through the ranks but um yeah, and obviously we got a bit more of a glimpse of Patino last last season. Obviously, um, scored a goal um, on his senior debut with the first team in the cup, so that was really good for him. And, and judging by the pictures, it looks like he's bulked up a little bit. He's done a bit of um, done a bit of uh, training in the gym and stuff. So you know that's encouraging because you know it will get him more ready for for potentially more games this this upcoming season. Obviously, as we know that we'll have plenty more fixtures to to put in our schedule and to put in our calendar due to the uh, the return to the Europa League obviously five substitutions will be permitted as well so plenty of opportunities for those youngsters um this season and uh, it looks like they they're getting ready for it so um yeah hopefully they all have a positive pre-season hopefully they all impress and um you know obviously it gives uh, Arteta some some difficult decisions to make but um look, one thing I will say I've said it before um you know, as much as I love to see the youngsters getting their chances, uh, you know, and deservedly so after impressing the academy, it's still really important that we find the balance uh, in the remainder of the window for, you know, with new signings, because there were far too many times, unfortunately, last season where, you know, the youngsters were making up most of the bench. Mm. And, you know, we need to control that better because, like I say, although it's great to see them getting their opportunities, if we want to push forward as a club, if we want to compete with the best uh, around and we want to, to be winning games, want to be winning silverware and actually return to where this club deserves to be, unfortunately, we're not really in a position to give the youngsters a chance every single week. You know, there's got to be established talent there. There's got to be experience there. So um, I still think there's plenty of work to do in the window for us in terms of, you know, sort of establishing that that balance and finding that balance between the youth and experience. But um, like I say, the, the return to Europe and the fact that there will be more substitutions allowed next season, I suppose that's a, that's a benefit to them, possibly. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that there is a lot more. You know, I think Lukonga could have a really interesting summer. You know, it's a big season for him ahead. We know that obviously he's the backup to Partey and Jacka right now and he's their understudy, but he will only become ready by playing games. And I think, you know, there's there's potential. We saw, you know, good movement, good progression in that game against Ipswich. They got him his goal, right place, right time. He's clearly got something about his game that he can bring maybe going forwards that we haven't really seen as much at Arsenal so far. That's that's an interesting one. Uh, Roy says, please talk about uh, Flores, uh, Salah, I think, rather than Sarah uh, and Hutchinson. <laughs> Hope they don't become like a new Gnabry. You know, these are all guys. Salah, I think, has got the chance of going on loan this summer. Uh, Hutchinson, as well, has been mentioned. Flores, though, I think will get more opportunities in the under-23s, the next kind of step in his career. He may go on loan if there's enough interest and the club see that as his next step. He has played with the Mexican national side, although that was during a period where they weren't, you know, they didn't have a lot of their senior players typically available. So he will think that maybe there's a chance for him to go to the Qatar World Cup, but I think that's probably still a little tricky for him at the moment. Let's wait and see. Uh, let's go to a couple of questions before we wrap things up. Uh, Marcus Bailey says, does all this gym work worry you? Uh, so the kind of pressing and carrying extra muscle, we see the players are bulking up a lot more. I don't think it affects pressing all that much. In fact, it might even improve with stamina and strength in those areas, but they seem to be bulking up a bit, don't they? Yeah, no, some players require it. I think um, players like Patino, he needs it. I think if he wants to compete in a men's game and deal with the physical um, physical problems and physical uh, questions, he needs to go to the gym and, and, and gain extra muscle because at this time, let's go back to the game against Lord in the Forest uh, in the FA Cup third round where he got absolutely bullied. So that can't happen again. But you are right, Marcus, because there are some players, I think, especially you've got to be careful with players who use pace and agility as their main strength. Sometimes, uh, I'm trying to think of an example. I know there's been examples. I think of Ronaldinho. I think of players who have gone to the gym, maybe I've gone too heavy. I think of Deli Ali as well. Um, yeah, they've gone too heavy and suddenly mm. they've lost their agility and their, and their ability to move around the pitch and it's kind of killed their killed their game a little bit. So it is, it is what it is. You have to, do have to be careful, but players like Patino and our youngsters, they do need to get in the gym and because they need to compete physically. So it's not a bad thing at all. No, I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, you look at Bayern Munich, they had, went through a whole process of bulking up their players. Alfonso Davies, Coutinho, Goretzka, you know, these guys all bulked up whilst they were there and it benefited their game quite a lot. Um, let's go to Satonia, who says, uh, Chris from Facebook, what are your thoughts on Reese Nelson being Saka's backup considering Rafinha is not coming? I mean, it's one that you can't sort of rule out at this stage. Uh, it, obviously, it will hugely depend on our remaining business. And if we're able to, you know, whether it's Rafinha or someone else, it seems as if Arteta is quite keen on bringing in another wide forward. The, the thing for me here, TC, um, although, like I say, I'm, 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 I'm a fan of Nelson. I think he's got a lot of potential still. And especially when he finds that confidence, he can be really, really good. But... Um, you know, if Saka's not playing, can he suddenly come in and score the goals, provide the the assists like Saka? Um, I'm I'm not so sure. I think that, you know what we need is is someone that can come in into the team and, and and pick up from where Saka leaves off. Basically, you know, scoring the goals, providing the assists, just being a real handful for the opposition defence. So we'll, yeah, I mean, look, we'll have to wait and see. Um, I think, obviously, like I say, with the amount of games that we'll be playing, Reese Nelson would be a decent option to have somewhere along the front line. But whether or, he, or not he's that man to obviously come in and, and replace Saka when he's not in the, the team, I'm not sure. I think we need to, to be aiming high, no disrespect to, 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 to Reese, but we need to be aiming highly like we have with Rafinha and get another top quality option through the door. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Um, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. As always, uh, we do these shows Monday to Friday at 10 a.m. UK time. There'll be more content for you, of course, on the channel as well. Thank you for continuing to support the channel. We've been hitting some mad numbers recently, and that's a lot of thanks to you guys that continue to subscribe and watch. We're very close to now hitting 19,000 subs. It could be we do the unthinkable and get the channel to 20,000 subscribers before the new season starts. 20,000 subs in a year would be pretty crazy of an achievement to do, and we might just do it. So thank you so much uh, for the continued support. As always, we'll be back tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Um, but thank you for tuning in, Bailey. Thank you so much, as always. Thank you, TC. Thank you, CD. And everyone in the comment section as well. Indeed. Chris, thank you, my friend. Thank you as always, boys. Pleasure. And uh, thank you to everyone tuning in this morning too, of course. And uh, yeah, I hope everyone has a great day. Absolutely. We'll see you again very, very soon. And as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way.